We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to Hour 2 of tonight's Andrea K. Show on the best day of the week, which is Monday, because I'm rested after the weekend. I'm excited to hang out with you guys. And Mondays means Mondays with Maloney. Brian Maloney joins us tonight for his Monday night. He almost told me he didn't have time for me tonight, because that's how, that's how important he is. And I've only got him for one segment, so we're going to have to make it quick, my dear. I might have to put you through a few topics in one segment. How are you? Yeah, we'll do rapid fire. Yes. Tonight. Okay. So, uh, rapid fire. Um, Obama Lama Ding Dong lost to Chef today. Any thoughts on uh, the uh, the sus uh, story there? Yeah. Well, what is it about Democrats and Martha's Vineyard? You know, and people going missing. <laughs> and I mean, did you think that was weird? I yeah. mean, it's the same island. I mean, Chappaquiddick is an island just a just a few feet off of Martha's Vineyard. Basically, the same place. So, I mean, it, I mean, it's just so strange to have that. But, you know, a lot of people on Martha's Vineyard, they hate the fact that the Obamas ever came there because it completely changed the character of the place. Um, because after Obama bought that house, that gigantic house, uh, you know, it became a hangout for Hollywood types. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the annoying people that we can't stand in pop culture started hanging around on that island. It drove the locals nuts. So well, it would me. Really been that happy about it? Yeah, it would me in part because uh, I mean, I'd I'd be be annoyed that you know if I you know when they want to go get ice cream, I mean the street has right. to practically be blocked off because of Secret Service. I'd be like, don't be bringing exactly. all that to my little my quaint little little town. Well, exactly. Those aren't people who want a lot of attention or want a lot of people around. So. So that it, there's no love for him, but this really adds a, an element to this, and I'm sure we're going to be scratching our heads over the developments in this one for a while. So um, let's move into 2024. Um, the DeSantis team is really upset at uh, Ravek Ramaswamy because he is taking a lot of people away from DeSantis. There are some reports that he is tied with DeSantis. The DeSantis team is including uh, a mouthpiece on Fox News, flat out asked him, um, you know, aren't you a shill for Trump, basically? Because you're the only one that's not attacking Trump. And I I watched a a disturbing interview with Dave Rubin and Charlie Kirk. I thought Rubin was incredibly ridiculously rude, and Charlie Kirk was too nice to him today. And um, I think Charlie Kirk had the right message for Dave Rubin uh, from the DeSantis team, which is it doesn't really matter whether or not he's a show for Trump. The bottom line is he's not attacking Trump and he's he's and it's working for him. Maybe the DeSantis yeah. team needs to stop attacking Trump all day, every day. 
Well, and the bottom line here is who says that if you run for the GOP nomination for president that you're supposed to spend the whole time attacking Trump? I mean, there's nothing stopping you from saying, hey, I want to stick to the issues and Trump will be Trump. And I think that's the right way to go. So he has found that way. But DeSantis can't get, I mean, he can't even get out of bed in the morning. He has no idea what to do in this campaign. I mean, he is the worst campaigner I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's an F-minus campaign. I haven't seen him do one thing right. Uh, he hasn't won anyone over. He's losing support. And tonight the people were saying, you know, why is he still in the race? And I started thinking, I don't even know why he's still in the race, because he doesn't have a chance. He's actually damaged his image greatly by looking just like a buffoon on the campaign trail. I mean, he can't stand campaigning. He can't create a decent ad to save his life. So, I mean, why stay in the race? I don't think he will much longer. I really don't. Well, his team is putting out supposedly, and I haven't had a chance to dig into it. We're talking to Brian Maloney of Red Wave America, that even Trump's own pollsters, though, are showing that DeSantis beats Biden in a general, but Trump doesn't. Your response? Well, the, uh, that DeSantis polls show that, but other polls are not showing that. So, I mean, if that's the argument, then the question is, well, then why can't DeSantis win over more Republicans? Uh, and, you know, then the, the blame, of course, shifts to Trump or whatever. But people support Trump for a reason, uh, not because they're stupid, but because they're smart. Uh, and they, they see that Trump is the only person that can fill tens of thousands of people mm-hmm. Uh, anywhere he goes, he can show up in a tiny town in the middle of Georgia and, you know, 20,000 people come from out of the woodwork from hundreds of miles away to see him. So, you know, DeSantis couldn't get he couldn't fill a phone booth, you know, with what he could draw. So, I mean, you know, there's no charisma. He Mm-mm. sounds kind of like a, a dork when he talks. Uh, and I mean, where are you going to go with that? You can't I, fix those things. No, you can't. And, and, you know, he doesn't read the room. His team doesn't read the room. They're continuing to no. call Trump supporters and Trump people. I mean, how do you think you're going to win a primary? Oh, well, we're back into Santos because he can win the general, but he can't win the primary because he's too dumb to realize that you're not going to win a primary by calling 75 million MAGA voters cults, cultists all day long. Right. And if you can't yeah. read the room in the primary, Mary, you're not going to be able to read the room in the general and be able to win anybody over there either. No, and because, as you said, okay, if you've alienated the 75 to 80 million MAGA voters, what what do you have left? Where's your group? Oh, the Indies. <laughs> He's going to get the Indies, the independents. Oh, the Indies, right. Well, I, well, this is a partisan primary. Maybe in a few states you're allowed to pick a partisan ballot if you're independent, but not, not in all of them. So, yeah. you know, I mean, that may be the case in a few, but I don't think that party switching stuff happens as often as people say it will. So, no. I mean, the whole thing is ridiculous ridiculous. This thing is, uh, you know, I think that if you're campaigning as a GOP hopeful right now, the smart thing to do is not attack Trump, stick to the issues, and maybe Trump will pick you as his VP. And that's, that's the way to play this. Anyone with brains would play it that way. Yeah, absolutely. I got to get your take on this report that Fox got busted. Fox News had as part of their donation matches for their employees, the satanic temple they have taken this down as of today this is not a story that's gotten a whole lot of legacy media play 
um, the Blaze reported this um, yeah. that they've been they've been removed as an option, but the company had it up there that they would match a hundred percent of a donation up to a thousand dollars for the Satanic Temple as well as Planned Parenthood and Southern Poverty Law Center and Trevor Project. When I was in corporate America, the pressure was for me to donate to United Way, right. not That's the Satanic to Temple. Yeah, that's what it used to be. Uh, and then that kind of faded. And now it's this kind of direct donation thing where you pick from a list of, you know, 10 or 12 far left nonprofits. They're always on the far left. But the satanic pro- uh, uh, well, temple? Well, look, this is what the left has done. They are trying to uh, basically normalize or, or what's the word? Uh, mainstream, mm-hmm. you know, Satan worship. They've been working on this for years. Um, you know, they've got these clubs springing up in schools. And I don't think most Americans are buying it, but they're still pushing it. The bottom line is Fox has been taken over by lunatics. Yes. And it's embarrassing that anybody is still watching. I mean, the audience, they've lost about a third of their audience permanently since losing, since firing Tucker. They've never really explained why Tucker was fired. We still really don't know the real reason. I don't even know if Tucker knows the real reason anymore, but. You know, the people that are running that place uh, have run it into the ground. And, you know, we need a conservative outlet going into next year's election. And we've lost Fox. Uh, I don't know where we're going to pick up something large enough to. Well, what we need is, excuse me for interrupting. I've only got a minute or two left. We need people, the people that are still watching Fox to stop watching Fox. We need them to go to Newsmax, Real America's Voice or One America News. Absolutely. And it, true. oh, they're not on your cable. Well, subscribe and watch them over the internet. Woody, I mean, yeah. uh, most people I know are getting rid of cable anyway because everything's streaming. Well, so, I don't know why anybody is still paying for cable. It, it's a crazy, it's crazy to pay that massive bill every month. So it's time to get rid of that. But you're absolutely right. The people that are still watching, you know, make kind of an excuse. Well, I still like this one person or that one person or whatever. You know, that's great, but you're funding this kind of garbage. You're funding far left causes and you're funding insanity and you're rewarding them for bad behavior. You're rewarding the Murdochs for behaving horribly uh, and and ruining their own network that they spent all these years building that Roger Ailes spent, you know, decades building. He was he may have been, you know, not a great guy behind the scenes, but the bottom line is, as a programmer, he was second to none. There's never been anyone like him. It's been downhill since he died or, you know, we was shown the door a little bit before he died. But, um, you know, ever since then, it's been a disaster and we're just watching the ship sink now and it's almost sunk. Well, we need to completely sink it and stop watching because we need to support real conservative outlets. Oh, Not ab- this one. Absolutely. Because every time you put your eyeballs on Fox News, you're indirectly funding the satanic temple they've taken it down now as an option but they'll put it right back up you're funding Planned Parenthood or any of the other options that they match for their far left people think about that think about every time you watch Fox News think about writing a check or handing money over to the satanic temple or Planned Parenthood because that's what you're doing that's absolutely true so we've got to do something about this but we've also got to figure out where you know, our voice will be strongest going into next year because next year is going to be ugly and we can't do this without places to get our message out. Well, who um, do you who you do know. you like then? I mean, of the, of the other competition, Newsmax, Real America's Voice or One America News? Well, I'd like to, you know, I'd like to bring back a larger presence for talk radio. 
We used to win elections on talk radio alone. Uh, 1984, we won strictly on talk radio. Need to go back to having every city with local hosts like you in San Diego and, you know, and all the other cities. We need to get that going again. Stations are, are being sold and George Soros is buying them. You know, we're not, nobody on our side is buying the stations up for sale. Uh, so I think that radio is, is a great way to, to get, you know, to, put that message out again. And, um, but you know, the, the other outlets that you name are all fantastic, but we're going to have to really push, push, push. You're right about radio, especially during COVID. Uh, terrestrial radio is still the, the number one source of news it and is. information for Americans. Yeah. And that, that, and I wish you were going to be in town because we're actually having a Saving America town hall. Mike Gallagher is going to be here with Officer Brandon Tatum. We're going to have a VIP portion and then we're going to have a town hall that night. And it's a great opportunity for San Diegans to, you know, talk to these national radio show hosts and, and, and convince them on what messaging they need to be pushing out nationally. And right. so I wish you were going to be here. Listeners, if you can make it, go to TheAnswerSanDiego.com. Tickets are on sale now. The VIP begins from, it's from 5 to 6.30, and then the town hall is 6.30 to 9. And price the tickets basically just help cover our cost, and it's just going to be a great time. Wish you were going to be here, my dear. Thank you for being you here bet. tonight. Thanks. Have okay. a great rest of your night, hon. All right, and you guys stay tuned because we got more coming up on the other side of the break. This is the Andrew K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, and FM 96.1, streaming all over the world. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I saw an interview with just a 25-year-old young lady today. And I'm going to reach out to her and her attorney, see if I can find them. She is detransitioning or attempting to. She's already been mutilated, and it began nine years ago. And I just felt so bad when I saw this interview with her today because it could have been me. I was that child, right? I, I, I wasn't in my teen years. I, I, I was. Her story is that she was sad, depressed, lonely. Um, just really lost and had been um, hit puberty early and wasn't comfortable with herself. She was post puberty and she had been, she had been sexually assaulted and she was really depressed and she found herself on a TikTok where she was preyed upon. And they said, well, you're just unhappy and you're what you really are is a boy. That's what's going on. That's why you're unhappy with your body and your breastage and you know, this kind of stuff. And so uh, she wanted to, to transition. Her parents fought it, fought, but the doctors pushed her parents, took her mother outside as her mother was crying hysterically. The doctor recommended testosterone and her parents were upset and hysterical. And the doctor took her mother outside and told her, do you want a son or a dead kid? And she says her parents had their consent really robbed through you know, terrible manipulations. So I'm going to reach out to her. This is, you know, that this transgendering of children is particularly difficult for me because I I just, it could have been me. Although my, my parents had, they found out would have walked, would no question would have walked out of that doctor's office and said, my kid's not taking testosterone. My dad, the jarhead and my mother, the Marine, it could not have gone there. And I'm not trying to say that to shame those parents. It's just that, um, parents, you know, um, I was lucky enough to have parents that could not have been swayed by that kind of nonsense. 
Um, and then we saw, so I'm going to reach out to that young gal. Uh, but Skins and I found this video today of a TikToker who was angry at a doctor who wasn't pushing transing, but actually doing quite the opposite. And it's a little bit of a lengthy clip, but I want you, I may not be able to stand listening to all of it. It's a little over a minute, um, but we'll play some of it and you'll get the gist of uh, this, the situation here. Clip five. I understand why in the year 2023, doctors are still forcing their trans patients to sit there and misgender themselves multiple times over and over again to satiate their confusion and curiosity and how they seem to just not be able to understand how I said I take testosterone because I am transgender, my body doesn't produce its own, and then later saying how, like referencing my pregnancy and this and that, and she just didn't get it just had to like really drill it in that she was confused despite the fact that i said i am transgender i take testosterone and then her just being so so how are you pregnant do you have a uterus do you have this do you have that are you female are you female are you female do i look female anyway I'm still not any closer to getting the referral that I need for the bronchoscopy to find out about the hole in my lung. But at least my new PCP got me to say that I'm female. So there's the American healthcare system in a nutshell. There's the mental illness in a nutshell. I should feel sorry for this individual because this individual is, I, I can't tell Is she saying that she's actually pregnant while taking testosterone? Is that what was going on here? We have a biological female that went into a doctor's office and is mad because the doctor was asking... And 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 and, and I I'm, I'm a little confused because this is your primary care physician, your PCP. This is the first time you've been in there. It must have been a first-time appointment. Um. But I don't understand why in the year 2023 doctors is still forcing their transparency because it doesn't matter just because it's 2023 and you want something to be different doesn't mean it is. Just because it's 2023 doesn't change the fact that there is male and there is female. So what's happened is if you watch this video, this person has been taking testosterone long enough to get a deeper voice, to grow facial hair, cut her hair short and basically kind of create a look that looks, you know, like it could be a man, right? So the biological female goes into the doctor presenting herself as a man, but talking about how she's pregnant. And and, and the doctor's not feigning confusion at this point. The doctor's trying to navigate the situation here. Because this is a doctor who clearly adheres to science and is faced with a mentally ill patient who's trying to act like she's a he. It's a tough spot for a doctor to be in these days. One of the, when I used to help train doctors back, back in the day at UCSD Medical School, one of the things, and I used to, to the particular, one of the areas that I worked in, I was one of the few people that was asked to help do remediation. If somebody came in, because one of the areas that's toughest to, to teach is how the patient-physician interaction, the PPI, how they're supposed to speak to a patient. And they're trained to try to validate 
If a patient comes in and says, I'm sick to my stomach or I'm upset about this, they're trained to try to show empathy and validate. But how do you validate a mental illness? So it's a tricky situation for them. And I, and I was one of the people that actually would come in and do a remediation. So somebody's failed on the PPI and then they got to come through me or did in order to learn how to do better. I, I, I don't know what I would do now. There's no way I could help train med students and doctors. And, and we also did prison doctors and people that have been doctors for a long time and had to go back through a refresher. I, I don't know how I would do, do it these days. Dealing with this insanity. I wish I could say that med schools today would teach people how to how to calmly tell, you know, how to deal with this directly. Instead, the solution seems to be that the medical association is actually obviously catering to this crap. We actually have doctors out there that buy into this and that only feeds this mental illness that's going on here. We played a clip from a TikTok doctor recently that you know uh, b- believes that there that gender is a choice it's not a choice one of the stories from this young young gal I saw in the interview today is she was lied to and told and, oh and the tiktok video we played last week was of a doctor implying that if pu- that you can switch puberty that taking puberty blockers if you're a girl and you take puberty blockers, you'll actually then be able to have puberty as a young man. That's a lie that was told to this young gal that I saw the interview with today. Once you stop puberty of the female, you don't then go through puberty as a male. There's no things, there's no such thing as gender affirming. You're either female or you're male. You don't get to choose. This doctor handled the situation in the right way. By saying, getting this person to say, I'm a female. Because that's what you are. This person needs therapy. We're a nation that's enabling a severe mental crisis. And if it was just involving adults, I wouldn't give a crap. But they're doing this to children. We've got, and speaking of children and how this is tearing apart children, we still don't have the manifesto of the trans terrorist who went in and shot up a school and killed eight-year-olds. There's one journalist who's trying to get it released, and he's on the receiving end of death threats. We'll talk about that when we come back. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Before the break, we were playing this clip of this TikTok of this patient who went... Um, you know, I, I who went in to see a doctor and was outraged and angry that this doctor basically said, you're, you know, got got this patient to acknowledge that she is a she, that she's a female. And in reading back the transcript, I wasn't sure at first because the, the rant was so discombobulated about the pregnancy thing. In reading the transcript from what she said, um, she is pregnant. The doctor had said, so, uh, you know, this person was angry, you know, uh, you know, accusing the doctor of being confused, saying, so how are you pregnant? Do you have a uterus? So this person is taking testosterone enough to grow a beard while pregnant. To say that this person is mentally ill, I- I've said that these people are completely narcissistic because this is, they're so mentally ill that they're, they're, they're past the point of having a conscience and having any empathy, like in this case, for the life of inside her. 
she and and at first I was like, how did this is her her primary care physician? But the primary care physician doesn't know that she's transgender. Well, she's doctor shopping because she says at the end of this video. I'm still not any closer to getting the the referral that I need for the bronchoscopy. What I, I've got to Google bronchostomy. Um, Never heard of that. Bronchoscopy. What is a bronchoscopy? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what that's got, but um, wow. The anger that this person showed, one of the things that's so clear to me is what in terms of being consistent is is the level of anger involved in these people in this movement. It's not a surprise to me that the suicide rate is escalated in those that have transitioned. And in part, it's got to be, I saw a clip of Jazz Jennings that's going to be a part of the next season of I Am Jazz. And Jazz has gained 100 pounds. Jazz was begin, was uh, put on puberty blockers by uh, his parents when he was, I believe, six years old. Jazz is now 22. So it was a long time ago. This has been going on for a long time in which children have been experimented on. Uh, Jazz was uh, had bottom surgery that was not successful, at least initially, um, a few years ago, I think when Jazz was a senior. And Jazz, before um, the surgery had an eating disorder, suffered with depression. And there's a video clip of Jazz on the show that I saw the other day in which Jazz is crying, I never feel like me. I never feel like me. And Jazz's mother is like, oh, I get it. I understand. I've been through depression. Well, you don't understand this. I've never said I don't feel at any point in my life. There's a difference between feeling sad or having a bad day or being depressed and the expression, I don't feel like me. I never feel like me. That mother trying to say in that moment, I know what you're what you're going through. No, you don't. And that mother's never going to admit that she butchered her child. Maybe Jazz would feel like him if he'd been allowed to go through puberty and been told, You're not a girl, you're a boy. You're not a girl, you're a boy. You want to play with a doll, fine. You want to wear a dress around the house, fine. But you're not a girl. And we're not going to pretend that you are. We need to know, and, 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 and there's also a reason why. You look at the anger that's going on that's consistent. How do we know that there's an anger consistency problem? Because the last, what, five or six mass shooters were all uh, on the gender dysphoria spectrum. Whether they were somebody that considers themselves non-binary. Whether they're somebody that are, was partially going through transition. Whether or not it's somebody that already transitioned. Why do we still not have the manifesto of the trans ter- terrorist who shot up the school? A radio talk show host in the area, Michael Patrick Leahy, had filed a lawsuit to get the manifesto released. And according to Just the News, he started receiving threats on July 9th. Leahy is the CEO of the Star News Network and Star News Digital Media. He received this message. Michael Patrick Leahy, if if it were not illegal to beat your blank up, I'd have done it months ago. I have called your show twice because you decided to pound home the transgender Audrey Hale while people who suffered were healing your dirty potato eating Mick. I don't know what that means. If I see you on the street. Oh, I think that's a slur against him being Irish. I'm going to end your conservative slant blank whatever 
an email declared, I'm willing to go to prison to end you. You dirty drug addict eyed Irish fool. You either end your talk show or I'll end your life in real time while you do it. You have no right to the manifesto of Audrey Hale and you just want content by obtaining it. Um, I don't know if this person has been visited. Um, oh, yeah. The, he was uh, this uh, suspect in connection with the threat was Michael Alonzo Rouse. He's been charged with ag- aggravated stalking and has been released on $7,500 bond. Well, that's not going to do anything. Um, there are family members of those that do not that do not want the manifesto released. Do you think that there is a public importance to this? I do. This is important to the community. I understand parent Aaron Kinney, whose nine-year-old son William was killed in the shooting, wrote in a letter to the court that those seeking the manifesto do not care about the, quote, well-being of their fellow humans and, quote, seek to rob the six murder victims of dignity in their deaths by demanding the release of sensitive details. Um, Kenny wrote, these petitioners have shown no respect or regard for my family or for the hundreds of surviving covenant trauma victims, even going so far as to shamefully deny their victimhood before you as they seek to publish and profit from the deranged, hateful and exceedingly dangerous ramblings of an individual who renounced her humanity and gunned down children. Um, the FBI has said releasing the manifesto could reasonably be expected to interfere with enforcement proceedings. Um, I don't know how, since this person is dead. Isn't this Audrey Hale dead? This Audrey Hale was gunned down. How could this interfere with releasing? Uh, Hale is, uh, uh, um, the lawsuit states, Hale is dead. No threat remains to the public related to the events. The lawsuit states there is no criminal prosecution, investigation, or anything resembling an enforcement proceeding. It has been long enough, and the public has an urgent right to know why this tragedy happened, how future events may be prevented, and what policies should be in place to address this and other similar tragedies. FBI has no right to retain a monopoly on this information. Uh, Leahy went on to say the release of these records is critical to understanding the mind and actions of a mass murderer and can help from form public policy to most effectively protect American citizens. We believe the public's right to know is so important. We are willing to challenge the most powerful law enforcement agency in America here, here. Let me tell you, if this had been a MAGA person, what do you think would have been? This would have been released while bodies were still bleeding out. Don't try to tell me this has anything to do. And you know what, family? When it comes to this situation, there's, let me say it this way. When somebody is charged with murder, the state files the charges. The district attorney files the charges. And and it comes in the form of the state of California versus so-and-so. It's not the family Versus so-and-so. The lawsuit is on behalf of the state. Criminal charges are, are, are filed on behalf of the state or on behalf of a city. They're not on behalf of the family who's victimized. Now, prosecutors may, ta- prosecutors may take the family into consideration when they take death penalty off the table. But ultimately, it's the state that, that, that makes these decisions. So the family's feelings here should only carry limited weight here because the families as egregious as they have been harmed are not the only victims here that's why charges get filed 
by states, by the federal law enforcement, by local authorities, because it's in the course of protecting the fellow citizens and taking the, this this person off the streets to protect fellow Americans. It's not on behalf of the family. So you as a family don't get to decide what I know or what some other local person knows about what happened in this situation. That's not to say that I don't, my heart doesn't grieve for these families. Of course it does. That's why I'm angry that this took place. And it's why I'm angry the manifesto hasn't been released. And oh, by the way, to my knowledge, there's only been one of the family members who's written a letter to not ask for the manifesto to be released. Do you speak on behalf of everybody and all the victims of this school? I don't think so. Release the manifesto. The public has a right to know. We're going to take a break. DeSantis is catching heat. He's actually annoying all the right people today with his education program in the state of Florida. And we're going to talk about that when we come back. AK, dynamite in a dress. Or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I'm I'm a I'm still a proud LSU Tiger, y'all. Love my uh, my Tigers. Love my LSU. But LSU has not been immune from a lot of wokeness going on. And there was an LSU teacher speaking. And we're continuing on with the LBGTQ story of the day for for a moment. And then I'm going to get into this uh, DeSantis CRT stuff. Um, but um. There was Democrat governor, uh, the Louisiana legislature, okay, so the Louisiana legislature passes a bill uh, to ban hormone therapy and puberty blockers for children. Uh, The Democrat governor vetoed it and the legislature overrode the veto. Okay, so then this LSU teacher left a nasty, horrible, threatening voicemail, just like the lefty did um, threatening to kill the reporter of who wanted the manifesto released. And um, he ended up being fired. He called Senator Mike Fessy a big, fat-headed mother blanker and said he can't read his can't wait to read his name and the blank in obituary i mean he went on and on and on and on and on and at least i'm proud to say that lsu um fired him so that's good news he didn't last at lsu um he was a he worked in the sociology department. <laughs> Doesn't that say everything? I took sociology at lsu. We didn't have this nonsense Absolutely insane. Okay, so um, Governor DeSantis, I guess the legislature passed a um, some type of new education plan down there. And somehow um, it got construed without having to read the whole education plan. Somehow it got construed that in the course of this um, in the course of this education curriculum that there was some kind of conversation or somehow about not saying that 
slavery was good for for the African Americans, the Africans that were brought here and became African Americans, but did detail skills and things that they learned that were able to after they were released, they were they were able to then pick themselves up and go on with with their lives. So now everybody today is coming out and saying from Kamala Harris to Nicole Wallace, calling DeSantis a racist and, you know, just completely piling on him, trying to assert that saying that anything, any skill or anything that somebody was able to bring out of an absolutely horrible situation means that that you're sending a message to state that that something that something good might have come out of a horrific situation in some possible way means that you're glad that it happened. That's nonsense. That's like saying that if somebody gets diagnosed with terminal late stage cancer and they're able to beat it, and in the course of that, they were able to reconnect with a loved one or re- reevaluate their life for somebody who dies and comes back from heaven and goes, you know what? I realized I was a, a craphead to my family and, and, you know, I'm not glad I was terminally ill, but, or went through hell but you know i i managed to find some ray of sunshine out of it doesn't mean you're glad that something bad happened to somebody in fact we have a black academic who came out and called out kamala harris for her claim as well as others for piling on and saying that 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 it was in the curriculum that it was good for black people that slavery happened here's what he had to say clip four so there's been uh, there's been a little bit of backlash um, to to these standards that you know were put out and you know like you said that you know these were these were done in open uh, open sessions so the public could you know mm-hmm. listen or watch along um, you know what would what would you say to critics uh, who say these standards um, have set education back? Well, I can't answer critics whom I haven't seen or heard. The only criticism I've encountered so far is a single one that was articulated by the vice president and which was an error as i stated in my response to the vice president it was categorically false it was never said that slavery was beneficial to africans what was said and anyone who reads this will see this with clarity it is the case that africans proved resourceful resilient and adaptive and were able to develop skills and aptitudes which served to their benefit, both while enslaved and after enslavement. Right. Um, I don't think that DeSantis, uh, I wish that DeSantis, when he was hit on this, had responded um, like this gentleman did. That to say that somebody was able to, you know, uh, take something from that situation and, you know, develop skills and attitudes which serve their benefit, but both while enslaved and after enslavement, um, you know, to, to, to say that does not mean that anybody's saying, yay, slavery was a benefit to people. That's absolutely ridiculous. It's so scurrilous. I wish, but I wish that um, DeSantis had had a much better response. He basically doubled down and basically his response was, was, you know, I, I didn't write it and the people that wrote it weren't, you know, weren't, da, da, da. I mean, it really was not, it really wasn't cogent and well thought out. Um, and I think he should have been prepared for that. I mean, you know, this is, this is, this is his bailiwick fighting CRT in the schools. 
fighting wokeism in the schools, fighting transgenderism in the schools is something that has been a main part of his success as a governor down there. And I wish, and quite frankly, as we have criticized DeSantis in his campaign, it doesn't mean that we don't like DeSantis. How many times have we made DeSantis our hero of the week, Skins? We've said this for years. We had our eye on him in 2024 for a long time now because nobody knew if Trump was going to run again in 2024. And we were looking to DeSantis. And quite frankly, if the left is able to take Trump out, we need to have somebody who can win in the general to backfill Trump. And I'm concerned about DeSantis. Now I see why DeSantis had to have Trump get him over the finish line. He almost lost to Gilliam or Gilliam, whatever his name was in Florida. He is terrible on the campaign trail. Absolutely terrible. He is running a horrible campaign. And what he needs to do is, and I think it's based upon, I think he and his donors and others have ba- have just assumed that Trump was going to back out or be forced out or be incarcerated. And DeSantis was just going to step in. I had a conversation with one of my closest friends over the weekend. We never talk politics. We've got too many other, you know, personal things to chat about. And, um, and she and and for the first time politics came up and she said I I think Trump should drop out and I'm like really why and she voted for Trump in sixteen and twenty and twenty and she says I think just with everything going on he's such a distraction on the issues that we've got going on out there and and people just are too focused on him and all these lawsuits and I said well let me ask you this if not him who she goes I haven't decided yet she didn't say DeSantis I said well why not DeSantis. And she said, oh, there's things I like about him and things that I don't. I and, wouldn't say he's a distraction. I say he's at the forefront of the issues. Well, the, the th- it, 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 well, because of deep state, everything going on with him represents a number one issue, which is the deep state. But at that point, it was like Saturday night. And honestly, I didn't want to talk about politics anymore. <laughs> so, you know, I didn't want to keep talking about it. Um, so anyway, all right, tomorrow night, we've got Steve Friend, who's going to be here, FBI whistleblower. There's continuing breaking news on the Hunter Biden investigation. We'll see what happens with that. I want to hear from you. We've got a 24-hour hotline. What do you think the topics and what guests do you want to hear from? 844-814-5227. Follow me on all the socials. Email me at andrewkasia.com. And peace out. <laughs>